The great grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our special meditation this Christmas Eve is our first reading tonight, Isaiah 9, 2-7. It's printed in your bulletins and already read. Dear friends of Jesus the Christ child, a light in the darkness. That's the theme we have before us tonight. As our scripture readings have shown, it is clearly a biblical theme, one that clearly connects with the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus. But is it a relatable theme, one that suits our current culture and that is relevant to your life right now? Certainly we all like the idea of light, especially during the longest nights of winter. But what about the darkness? Can you relate to that? Do you think of the world as a dark place? Do you find a lot of darkness in your own life or heart right now? Darkness that could really use some dispelling. For most of us, those are not such easy questions to answer. Everyone pretty much agrees that that life is better with a more optimistic and upbeat attitude, so long as we're not in the middle of a, a war zone, epidemic, or complete economic collapse. We don't want to think of our world as all that dark. And admitting to darkness in your own experience or existence is depressing. So we usually don't really want to think about it that way. But at the same time, We are all too aware that our society has become increasingly antagonistic where politics is involved, that social media has magnified every opportunity for giving and taking offense, and that things like loneliness, incivility, and mental and emotional distress all seem to be hitting record levels, and of course, There are still things like war, crime, hatred, and racism. And as much as we might be reluctant to reveal it to anyone else, our hearts and our minds are much darker places than we'd like. And the stresses, strains, and struggles of living with our particular family or financial situations, our jobs or health or lost hopes, all those things leave us with a lot more gloom than gladness. So, a dark place needing light? Maybe it would help to know what God has to say about it. And our reading from Isaiah, like many other passages in the Bible, makes very clear that there is a definite deficit of light that needs to be addressed. He speaks of the people to whom the child will be born and a son given as those living in the land of the shadow of death, people oppressed and burdened with a heavy yoke, bloodied by battle, walking in darkness. This applied to the people of Isaiah's own time. This applied to the people of Jesus' time, and this applies to the people of our time as well. This is not to deny that, that there is happiness or beauty in our world. 
This is not to suggest that, that the experience of life for humans in 21st century Maryland is not to be preferred over that of, say, 8th century Mexico or Madagascar. But just as displaying Christmas lights on your bushes outside does not actually destroy the dark and turn night into day, we can't use the things in our life that shine to deny or eliminate the shadows. This is our reality. Isaiah's prophecy describes people walking in darkness. But then he takes it a step further when he says we live in the land of the shadow of death. And that mention of death makes it all very real. Few want to think about it, but all have to face it. And its finality and the way it silences all it touches make it mysterious and all too often terrifying. So death casts its deep shadow over all people and over all life. We see it in the fear that comes with the announcement, it's cancer. We see it in the way that people in their 80s and 90s still refuse to make wills and plan for their estates. We see it in the way some people essentially plan to live forever by adopting special diets and diving into fitness plans. We see it in the way people throw themselves into the pursuit of wealth or achievement or fun or fame. We see it in the way that people make choices that hurt their spouses and families and neighbors because being happy and squeezing the most pleasure they can out of their own lives is the greatest good they can think of. It's dark. And it is not just an other people problem. It's one we all share. Because by nature, we are all people who sin. Sin against our own interests and even more against the will of God, our Creator and Judge. We love darkness instead of light. We choose the way of self-satisfaction over the way of holiness. Corruption over perfection. Of course, we are not usually doing this consciously. In fact, we often tell ourselves that what we're choosing is light and joy and peace and goodness, but we're just making excuses. I hate that person, not because he is evil, but because I am. You indulge in that immoral act, not because it is good, but because it feels good for a moment. She talks trash about him, not because he deserves it, but because putting him down lifts her up, and he treats her like trash, because not because he is superior, but because he feels big when he makes her feel small. We are sinners who sin. And this not only makes our hearts dark and the world we all live in dark, but it also makes what awaits us after life even darker. As the Apostle Paul says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. And that's the way it has been since the beginning. We die because that's what sinning gets us. But death does not bring the annihilation of the soul. And heaven is not open to those who are anything less than perfectly sinless and holy. Instead, for all who die in their darkness, burdened by their guilt, damnation awaits. 
the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, as Jesus called it. So how does anyone escape when everyone is born in and well-practiced in sin? Doing a, a truckload of good deeds is nice for the world, but it can't cancel out anyone's sins. Pointing out that you don't see yourself as, as bad as that person is doesn't actually change God's mind about your sinning. And neither fake it till you'll make it spirituality or, or trying to make yourself as lovable to God as you can are ever going to alter anything about your eternity. We cannot find or make our way out of the darkness on our own. Imagine yourself waking up alone on a cloudy, moonless, pitch-black night in the middle of a mountain forest with only the vaguest idea of how you got there, but the certain knowledge that you were in danger. You wouldn't know where to go. You could do nothing more than, than grasp and stumble your way through the trees, never knowing whether the next step might take you over a cliff or into the path of a predator. The thing that you would need most, desire most, cry out for most would be light. And not just a spark or a match or even a flashlight. You would need something to illuminate everything around, to show you what was what and where you were and where you should go. Spiritually, that is our situation when we go it on our own. But going it on our own is precisely the problem. The light we need has to come from outside us. There is no man-made solution to the problem of sin. There is no philosophy of life or program of self-improvement that can do away with the darkness. What we people walking in darkness need and what God sent us is the light of the world. And that light is Jesus. We got it. Just as Isaiah said, to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Now how can that baby laid in a Bethlehem manger be the one to dispel the darkness? He's just a baby. He's just a boy. Yes, but he is the only one who can tear it all up by the roots and destroy sin, death, and the devil. Isaiah tells us who and what he is. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. All authority is His and His rule is absolute. Jesus, the Son of Mary, is the Son of God in human flesh. That is who the angels sang of. That is who the shepherds saw and worshipped. That is who God the Father sent to save us all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, and yet fully human. The Godhead veiled in flesh for all to see. This is Jesus, the light of the world. But how does all that do anything about your or my darkness? Well, if we really want His light to shine for us, we need to stop pretending. Stop pretending that it's not really dark or dark enough to need Him. Stop pretending that you have light of your own sufficient to handle the darkness of your life or death. 
to put it in spiritual terms. We need to repent of our pride and our sins and trust in Christ for cleansing. We cannot fix our problem of sin on our own. We need to admit that all is not okay and that we need Him to illuminate us. Imagine a boy of seven or eight who has been out playing in the yard the day after a week of heavy rain. He and his friends were playing superheroes, and he got to be Aquaman. So you can guess what he did with all the puddles. As the sun gets low in the sky, he remembers that his family is going to visit his grandparents that night, so he runs excitedly into the house, thinking maybe he'll just pop into the bathroom and wash his face a bit before they go. But before he is even all the way through the door, his mother steps in front and stops him and strips him bare. She carries him to the tub and bathes him, scrubbing him in places he wouldn't have dreamed he was dirty, changing the water three times, rinsing him four, dries him, and then dresses him up. Finally, he is clean and presentable. The boy himself could not appreciate just how thoroughly he needed to be cleaned, and neither he neither would nor could do it all himself. He needed outside help, someone bigger, wiser, and cleaner. We had a similar problem with the filth of our sin. We could never get ourselves clean enough on our own, so someone bigger, wiser, holier needed to step in and do everything for us. And because He loved us, Even though every sin was a rejection of his love and spit in his face, God did it. He gave us his one and only Son to be our Savior. That's why to us a child was born, Jesus. That's why to us a son was given, Jesus. He was everything he needed to be to complete the mission his Father gave him fully God, so that he could fulfill all righteousness in the way that we could never do, and fully man, so that he could suffer and die as he never wanted any of us to suffer and die. There is a direct line from his manger to his cross. As charming as generations have found that Bethlehem scene in the stable or in the fields with the shepherds, the Jerusalem scene of blood Shame, tears, and agony as Christ was falsely accused, abused, and crucified was the ultimate purpose for His coming. He sacrificed Himself as the payment for your and my and all the world's sins. With His resurrection on Easter morning made clear that death too would no longer hold those who put their faith in Him. That is what the angel meant when he called the newborn Jesus Savior. And that's where the peace he promised comes from. So when you or I or anyone repent of our sins and believe in Jesus, when we put our trust in him, we are set free from our sin, from death and from the devil, which means that the darkness that has dogged us every day of our lives is done for. 
No more fear, no more dread, no more uncertainty. All is replaced by joy, hope, peace, and love. Jesus has come and exploded our night with the brilliance of His glory, both His nature and His work. And while we still have to deal with the darkness of the world around us, He illuminates even that by giving us guidance through His Word as we we wend our way through life's ups and downs, by assuring us of a perfect home with Him in paradise when life is done, and by keeping His promise to be with us and bless us always, no matter what might happen. And now, now we walk in the light just as He is the light imitating our Lord in His righteousness, having fellowship with one another because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. The light that we have doesn't make us smug or self-righteous because we are all about reflecting it to others who need it as much as we do. Whether at Christmas or Easter, the 4th of July, or just another Monday at work, we never want to commit the sin of hiding the light from those who are living in darkness. We want their hearts, lives, and eternities illuminated as ours have been. We want them to see and know and trust in Jesus, their Savior, just as we do. Because there is no greater gift and no greater joy And there is no greater light than Jesus who shines in the darkness. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen.